This is an ABC podcast. They're checking cherubin pots strewn strategically along the daily. Charter boys are tying paternosters in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time looms. And in the front bar of a top-end pub... Oh, yeah, new year, fresh start. It's going to be a new dawn, Tim, on multiple fronts. Such as? Well, no carbs after 5pm, drink more water, at least one life affirmation of gratitude every morning, stretch more, Mm. and catch enough fish to feel... Uh, capable, or at least foster the semblance of capability anyway. It's all any one of us can hope for, bro. What about you? What's your resolution? To not die. Not bad. More. There Uh, he is. There he is. Let's do this. Get your bums in the boat and get on with it. G'day fishos and welcome back to the Tinny for a brand new year in 2023 with uh, Tim and Andy. Hope you had a wonderful break and all the, you know, Yuletide blessings and uh, happy new years and and, and all that stuff uh, to you. And to you, Andy, welcome back to the Tinny. Yeah, g'day Tim, g'day listeners. How was the break? Oh, it was awesome. It was wonderful. Down south, down to Melbourne, see the family, you know, see mum and the sisters. Mm, Tour of duty. And the indoors. Yeah, it was a tour of duty. I I did come away... um, with a massive question hanging over my head. And I know this is not fishing, but I just want to put this to you. When I go down south and I visit in-laws and, and, and mum and stuff, have you ever been to their pantry? The in-laws' pantry? Yeah, or your mum's. I try to avoid it like the plague. I go to these pantries. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I go to these pantries, right? And, and in the pantry, they're the, the cleanest, most well-presented <laughs> pantries. And they have like five ingredients. There'll be like a thing of of desecrated coconut, a little bit of icing sugar, a little box of keen curry powder yeah. and a salt shaker. And yet these people produce these brilliant meals. They They've, make no sense. How does that happen? That's, that's my 2023 mystery. <laughs> <laughs> that was my break. You're not going to make a commitment around that for this year, are no, you? No, but, no. But we do have a couple that you, you made towards the end of last year, I need to clarify. Yes, yes. Can we, I'm, st- I'm coming. Yep. The first was... Um, no new tackle is to enter your house in 2023. We're nearly a month in. How's that going? Going really well. In fact, it's even broader than that, or more specific than that. I will not purchase any fishing tackle in 2023. Mm-hmm. So I did go to all of the Boxing Day sales down south. Um, <laughs> you stacked up. And I smashed a few yeah. online as well. So there's, there's still boxes how much trickling tack- in. How much tackle did you buy? in the final days of last year in order to get through this commitment this year? Oh, if you put a dollar value on it, it was up around the 1,000 mark. Let's just say when it comes to 40-pound litre, I've got 25 units. Basically built my own little tackle shop, so everything's hanging on, on pegs. And so rather than going to the tackle shop commercially, I just go to, to my tackle shop. And you can literally pull it off your own just, shelf? Just restock, grab a couple of those, one of those. 
and not pay. What about no commercial beer in the house for 2023? That's gone beautifully, even when we've had guests. So they can bring their own commercial beer into the house, but I will not bring any commercial beer into the house in 2023. It's got to be craft homebrew. All I can consume um, is stuff that I make myself. So it's going to force me to make a bit more of an effort when it comes to the homebrew, having been inspired by the, the homebrewer group um, pre-Christmas, mm. of which there are Tinny Church members mm. inside. Mm. I did get asked over the fence by my good neighbour the other day um, to have a quiet one in the pool, and that we did. How far is the neighbour's pool from your boundary? Well, if, if I well, was to survey the boundary yes. and proximity to his pool? We, we share a pool wall. <laughs> 600 mil our, our pools back onto each other In fact that just gave me an idea Imagine a little window in the pool wall Where you just pull the slide across And stick your head through And drink a commercial beer Yes On his side Correct And then bring your head back in onto your side <laughs> How many hours did you spend in his pool Drinking his commercially bought beer? Oh not long About three I'm not averse to a loophole Tim I don't think any of us are I mean, it's the, the way we roll in the territory, isn't it? Look, the, constantly looking for loopholes. The entire church is wholeheartedly behind that particular loophole, Andy, to the point where would we be able to get your neighbour on the tinny at some stage just for a quick honourable mention? Oh, I'm sure we could. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well worth it. Um, something else, you know, I love getting up to in my downtime, Tim. Are telling dinner party guests with pride uh, that there's no commercial beer in your house. You just stick your head through the neighbour's wall. No, 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 more than that. Telling them that you're a Samoan prince and that's why you have the admiration of Dwayne Johnson, who's kind of your best mate. Well, we are actually pretty close to him, albeit an online relationship. <laughs> uh, no, no, it's one of my other hidden talents. I fished the daily and King Ashby too. And I fished on boats where you can't do a poo but no matter which river or which creek I roam I still call Woods Inlet home Sound particularly rhyming two with poo that was inspired <laughs> Are you playing piano there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got an electric piano. I now realise we shouldn't have been so supportive and praised you so much for your Elf on a Shelf song. Oh, yes. In the last show of last year. Mm-hmm. When they pop into the head, I'll just step up to the ebony or ivory and I'll bed something down for you and bring it to, bring it to the show. And you, and you just... I mean, you just... Great. And you can just, it, it, you can just be a, an okay or not okay. That's all it is. Not and okay. It, and if there's any... <laughs> That's okay. I'll just record that and hit it on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get one of those buttons that says, not okay. okay. Yeah. If, if there's one that's okay, then what I'll do is invest more into it and develop it. Oh, okay. That way I'm not wasting okay. time. You're using the church as a little test. Writing stuff yeah. that no one's ever going to listen to. <laughs> Big springs this week, Fishos. We had an eight metre high on Monday and Tuesday nights, as, oh, as you yeah. might have seen. And big kings coming up too in the coming what, weeks. I don't know what you do on those sort of ties. You just stay in bed, I suppose, do you? Pretty serious lock-ins. Yeah, hardcore lock-ins. For areas that are even going to hold water on those Like go to a place that turns from a sea to a land. Mm -hmm. But coming up on the tinny this week, where the hell are we at with this wet season from someone who actually knows? Done some sneaky little trips here and there, gathering 10 over a metre so far, and about 8 or 9 in the 90s, so she's been a good start. 
obviously the combination between the new technology, being in the right place at the right time, and yeah, been a bit, bit of luck on your side, and we've just been amongst that class of fish. And might I add that four of those 90s are 99s. One of them was a 99.82. And is it possible that the earthquake we had actually turned the fishing on? Possible. It's a worthy inquiry, Tim. Mm. And a revelation that has shaken the tinny to its very foundations, more so than the earthquake. Hasn't it what? Oh, it's not damning as such, we don't reckon. It's just simply unbelievable. And it's got to do with two cats. Mm, Beard will join us for the first show of 2023 a bit later to fill us in on the details. We've just got kind of this vague idea. Can I clarify too, the tinny as a general rule are not cat lovers. No. I mean, particularly after the squatting cat in the boat. In the boat, yeah, yep. Like most animals, other than fish, we're not fans. No. But this isn't as much about the cats, I don't think, as the person behind the cats. It is an absolute revelation. So that and heaps more information about cats today on the show, right here with Tim and Andy on Tales from the Tinny. So we've got our quota of Jewfish and we're out of there. Jewfish, Jewfish, Jewfish Jamboree! I thought you said there was fish out here. Fish swim, that's their biggest problem. They're never in the same spot. Tales from the Tinny. A magnitude 7.5 earthquake woke up much of Darwin early this morning with the trembling and shaking lasting several minutes. The undersea earthquake occurred just after 3am Australian Central Standard Time. Hey, it's Woody here. Yeah, just got a bit of a funny yarn about that earthquake we had back on the 10th of January. I'm probably two days before, the father-in-law and I were having a couple of beers and we should go for a fish and he goes, oh yeah, we'll, we'll go to Shady, we'll go to the mouth of Shady and we'll have the best day ever and it'll be great. I'm not really a barra fish, I like diving and catching reds and that sort of thing, but I was like, yeah, but I'll give it a go. Anyway, so we're getting ready and I said to him, oh, do you want me to hit Dave up? See if Dave's keen to go. He's like, yeah, all right, hit Dave up. So I messaged Dave. Dave was a bit dubious going, oh, I don't know, like, I don't know, like we've had a monsoon and I don't know if there's enough water over the barrage yet and there's reports of stinky water and oh, oh. and in the end he's like, ah, f- it. if you guys are keen, I'm in, let's go, let's do it. Paint a bit more of a picture of Dave for us, would you? Is he, is he always um, like this? No, normally he's the one who's like, all right, we're going, like, sort your shit out, we're going, these tides, we're leaving, you know, sparrows, like, he's always keen, that's the good thing. He's the one bloke, you're like, oh, we're leaving at midnight, we're going 300 k's off Darwin each way, he's like, yeah, f*** it, I'm in, let's go. Yeah, so, everyone's going to meet at the father-in-law's place at 4am or something, and we'll go from there, so... My alarm's going off at three o'clock and I snoozed it for five minutes because I was buggered, stumbling around the house trying to make myself a coffee. Had a piss, come, I'm walking back up the hallway and I sounded like a car pulling up in the driveway. I thought, God, Dave's a bit early, a bit keen. And then it kept going. I was like, oh, it might be a fucking earthquake. And then, yeah, she hit proper and the whole house is shaking. Next minute, the missus come flying out of the bedroom, panicking, going out the front and the whole street was out by this point. Everyone's watching the street while it's shaking and carrying on, having a laugh. And I was like, all right, cool, that's finished. Dave pulls up. We get to the father-in-law's place, get all the gear in the boat. We're driving out there and we're all, everyone's got their own little earthquake story, you know, what happened to them, where they were. Poor old Dave's there. He's like, oh, 
3am, same as everyone else, thought, oh, I'll have a shit. So he's, he's sitting on the dunny and he gets this alert on his phone that there's an earthquake and he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Clearly he got his, he's got his phone very ready to hand while he's doing a poo. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know, what else are you going to do? Sit there in the dark and <laughs> contemplate life. So he reckons the whole house is shaking me while he's halfway through a shit. He's like, I couldn't go anywhere. I just stuck there. It probably helped. Yeah, it probably helped him. Yeah, definitely. You know, you're all nervous going fishing. Everything's backed up because you've been asleep all night. Nah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I couldn't believe it, eh? I was, He's it, trying to snap it off so he can get outside. <laughs> oh, I mean, if it wasn't for the alert, he might, he might have wondered whether he was the source of the earthquake. <laughs> yeah, that curry was a bit strong last night. <laughs> So you're driving out. Dave's story wins out over everybody's, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he takes the cake. We're like, all right, Dave's the earthquake winner. And then we're all laughing, joking. Oh, you know, the earthquake could have turned the fish on. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, it's either going to be on or it's going to be off. Got to the barrage and it's it's pumping like half a metre over. Boosted down the river, got to the mouth, pulled up on. We didn't even turn the sounder on, eh? We were just driving around. There's only a couple of boats there. One boat had a fish on. We're like, oh, yeah, he's got the good spot. That's fine. We'll just pull up on this little corner here. Dave's like, yeah, I've caught a few fish here in the past. Father-in-law just had a trolling lure on. He's just, ah, f- it, flicked that out. Probably done one crank. Boom, he's on. Well, oh, no, so we're rushing. Oh, quick, get in the water. And it was fish per cast, all three of us for, oh, I don't know, the two and a half, three hours. We were fishing probably two hours. It was just nonstop. What? First cast, two cranks, spawn fish, and then it was a fisher cast for two hours. Pretty much just non-stop someone had a fish on at all times and we were just we were just moving up and down on the on the Min Coder in like a two hundred meter section. They dried up in one bit, we just moved down fifty meters to the next snag and just bombed that and it was on again. At one point there we had two or three barra in the landing net at the same time with lures in their mouths and we we're just like, Oh, and we didn't have any lip grips which was awesome. So we just had pliers. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dave's got this big plastic on and he's bombed it in. And we'd been throwing lures in this spot for, I don't know, an hour, pulling heaps of fish out. The biggest was probably 80. It was just good fun. And we were busy with our own fish. We weren't really paying any notice. And he's pegged this big plastic in. You just hear this little grunt from him and turn around. And he's a, he's a big, strong fella. Like, he's not... He's not hasn't got shoulders like a brown snake. And Can you just give us that grunt? What what what, what did that grunt sound like, Woody? Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I was like, he's already gone to sure the you toilet. Got, you, sure, you, you sure you got all the shit out during the earthquake? It was a bit more in there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was onto a fish. Yeah, we've turned around and he's. I looked at his rod and I was like, oh, that's got a bit of weight to it. He's like, yeah, no, it's not a bad fish. Father was like, oh, how big you reckon? I was like, oh, I don't know, like high 80s, maybe high 90s, I don't know. I only just got a glimpse of it. And this, this thing swam around the back of the boat and stuck its head out of the water. The father-in-law just goes, <laughs> that's a metre 20. That's a metre 20. Get, let him play, let him play. Let this one play. That's a metre 20. <laughs> anyway, he's there fighting this thing. Dave didn't say a word of anything for the whole fight. He was just there, just concentrating on not dropping this thing. 
And then he's got it in the boat. He's just like... He nearly pulled out of the trip too. Yeah, what is it? What does she go? One oh seven and oh it was fat, so probably twenty five kilo I'm gonna say like it was a big fish with big shoulders on it. Go Dave. If I can have one barrel trip a year like that. I will continue barrow fishing. Okay, <laughs> and only if. It was just that epic and that much fun. All right, so, so this is what we have to determine here. Do you put it down to the presence of an earthquake beforehand? Do you put it down to complete just arsing it? Or do you put it down to Dave having his bowels emptied? Being having, a bit more flexible. Being more flexible and having the mojo with him being being relaxed. It's probably a combination of all three, to be honest. Mm. Was that talk on the boat, though? Next time there's an earthquake, we're coming straight back to Shady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. It's just off its head. Because it was just so easy. Like, I mean, other than the feral road in the earthquake and all that, everything else just went seamlessly. I guess that's the thing, too. It's the kind of trip where you could be sucked into thinking that you're a better fisho than you actually are. 100%, yes, mm. that's me. I did five casts for five fish, and three of those casts, the fish ate the lure. I could still see the plastic on the surface. It hadn't sunk when they ate it. Yeah, I hadn't okay. even got a crank yet, and I was just like, oh, shit, quickly. <laughs> Get some tension on that line, or it's going to have you in the snags. Oh. <laughs> wow. Keep an eye out for that next that next earthquake, I guess. Yeah, well, that's it. Just sit there and watch the seismic counters and be like, all right, let's go. There's one coming. <laughs> the boat's already hooked up. Let's move. Well, there's an interesting hypothesis. Like, the earthquake turned the fishing on. How would that work? Like, the fish get a taste of their own mortality and just start feeding on everything? I've heard it before. They, they panic? I, yeah, a couple of years back, there was a theory that it turned the... The fish on. I, are, I thought it turned the fish off. Yeah, My last no, memory was that it turned it off. It's just like moon phases, man, and where the moon is in the sky. There's other anecdotal reports from New Zealand about a quake having had the opposite effect, shutting it down completely. Okay. Um, it was a doozy of a quake, though. I mean, I, I think more to the point, what we can take from that is how glad we all are that we weren't on the toilet. That's amongst the worst things you can be doing. Um, during a quake of that magnitude. It's the ultimate moon phase. There are only a couple of other things I could think of worse. Um, one, doing brain, attempting to do brain surgery at a critical point during an earthquake like that. Oh, yes, yes. Um, but even worse again is trying to carry 10 pints back to your mates on a tray <laughs> yes, yes. at the pub. Yes. That, you've, that, got to, you've got to buy it all again. That would be you? difficult. What about, what about um, threading, threading like through a hook, a little bit of mono, like, five pound mono leader that would be annoying that's still not as bad as carrying 10 pounds it's hard enough anyway when you're as old as us (laughs) add in an earthquake (laughs) and you're carrying these beers whilst doing heart surgery (laughs) you're buggered you're stuffed (laughs) 
Link. Like. Post. Shoot it. Share it. Shout it. Give us a hoy. First hoy to the week. Uh, has to go to Beard, doesn't it, Andy? How are you, Beard? Good. Very good. Good. <laughs> how's, the, how's the break? Yeah, it was all right. Didn't get much fishing done. Went for a flick with the, with the old boy down south and uh, got the zip. So no flatties, no whiting, no brim. Nothing to report. <laughs> Nothing to see there. <laughs> to report. Wow. Does that mean that you're like hungry? Hungry for barra? Hungry for, for northern fish again? Pretty hungry. Yeah. yeah. Pretty <laughs> hungry. Yeah. So no, it's gone all right. I mean, the, the, the disturbing thing uh, that, that I have learnt over the break is that Andy is now going to be crooning every week. Mm. I mean... Do we really need to be running a wine bar musical commentary of his stream of consciousness? I think we, we I think we do. Okay. I, th- I think we do. Okay. Uh, we, we both think we do. Okay, great. Sounds like the eyes have it. The other issue is, do we need to change the name of the COVID den now? We're kind of post-COVID. Oh, yes. Or would changing the name just be bad karma? Like changing a boat name? Yeah. Well, you can't do that. The COVID den does have a certain ring to it. What about the foot and mouth den? Uh, I wouldn't want to see that. Banana freckled den. I'm mm. open to that. We've mm. already had that. No, I know. It was in the news this week. It's the Japanese encephalitis den. Done. Lock it in. Some <laughs> post-holiday uh, hoys. There were plenty of them over the break from David. If you find yourself in the ebbing tide of life, he says, ask yourself, how many more runoffs have you actually got left? That's a bit morbid, isn't it? I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I've only got about 26 runoffs left. Wow. Don't get stuck on the sandbar of life, says David, and get a mullet up here. There's metaphors everywhere. You know, it could be the don't get stuck on the gunnel of life. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's like sitting on the fence, isn't uh, it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we got one from Eddie Evil Knievel Timpson. This year is a change intact for me, boys. I've put some outriggers on the barrow boat and I'm off to try and catch myself a metery. Uh, it may be a billfish metery, but hey. Uh, story goes like this. In a big boat, the big behemoth, the blue label, I still have metery bar account of zip. The other boat has a metery count of six. Very heartbreaking. Mm. What, but what does he expect? It's like that boat is like taking an assault rifle and night vision goggles with infrared heads-up display, say. Yeah. So you're there? Yeah. To yeah, a yeah. pillow fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did some like mid-monsoon mods on the boat, as, mm. as his people sort of want sometimes. Um, and basically, it just came down to... More lights. Lights, lights everywhere. Yeah, okay. Lights on the barbecue. Lights, just lights. Um, good on you, Eddie. Thanks, thanks for the hoy, man. And ahoy from Rookie. Happy New Year's, boys. Happy New Year's to you too, Rookie. On your Rookie. Though, even though it is sort of the end of January, but we can still say Happy New Year's, can't we? We, well, can, we can still say that this is our first, June. Yeah, yeah, Hang on a minute. Hang it's on our minute. first one back. Hang on a minute. Is he happy New Yearing us for multiple years in a row? Oh, New Year's it is. It's plural. You're right. It's happy New Year's. He's Year, so boys. generous. Who gives those out in bulk? Happy in <laughs> what, a, what a guy. He's yeah. just saying happy life. The answer basically. is rookie. <laughs> rookie does. Hope your life's good, everyone. Uh, from rookie to rhino. Rhino, I'm sure I'm not the only person in the top end that misses the build-up. I thought I had a window to go wide yesterday, but I was wrong. Very wrong. So I fished an arm of the harbour instead for barra and crabs. No crabs, no barra, a few cod. A Stargazer and a GT on vibes. Oof. The GT was a good fight. Look, it's a Trevally. Uh, it's a, albeit a, maybe an eight centimetre long one. Oh, so. great fight. Yeah, well, if you're running millimetres, that's an 80. So it's not a bad fish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my setup isn't the best for stalking the flats and snake trains. It's a bit more suited to chasing stick face. See, there's the knife at the gunfight analogy again. Yes, well, it sounds more like a pocket knife or a, 
a cheese knife even. Little ones with the curve at the end and the two thingies yes. for picking up the camembert. Yes, yes. I like the opposite of this where you've got the guys taking like the, the, the 3.5 tinny out chasing stick face. Yeah, so what he'd be doing there is taking a pillow to a battlefront Mm. and taking down tanks with the pillow. Yes, or holding the pillow up to defend against the incoming! Holds the pillow up to his face. And it's effective. effective. And it's working, yeah. Yeah. The lesson here is that everyone needs, uh, there's no one boat for every situation, so more boats (laughs) for everyone. I thought you were going to say the lesson here is everyone needs a metaphor. (laughs) Everyone needs a good metaphor. You're right, you need about six boats to do everything well, we all know that. (laughs) He does like chasing the odd uh, stick face here and there, Rhino. I'm suggesting that this year, actually, is the year that sword-like protuberance fish, that moniker gains mass appeal. Yeah, I think it's time. On your rhino, keep on plugging. Ahoy from Haggis, who hit the south over the weekend. They went up on the floodplains, got themselves 15 or 20 small ones mostly, but a 70 in the mix. Then they got back to the ramp. Those guys worried about the south alligator boat ramp being boxed in on low tide. Right, that's, that's a 50 metre sandbar to the ramp. So we're just going to go fishing again. All good. Catch another barra. Three hours later, waited for the tide to get up. We've got a 0.5. We're at 0.4. Oh, There's a bit of a drop at the ramp. That's cool. Good chat, mate. Happy days. <laughs> so <laughs> massive sandbar blocking the ramp. Kept on fishing. Bit of a chat and a catch up. <laughs> and out they pull. Honey, I, well I, done, Haggis. There was a huge sandbar. I had to just keep fishing more. Mm. That's why I'm 17 hours late home. Didn't get to work. Another hoy over the break from Dave this time. It was sent on Christmas Day of all days, and it simply reads, can I get the free beer ringtone? Oh, good on you, <laughs> Dave. You've got a long memory. I Dave. mean, what a, what a Chrissy this bloke was having uh, that he's decided on Christmas Day, the very day, that he needed the ringtone that we made like a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, what's the go there? Well, you mm. didn't get any presents, and just like, you know what, I'm going to give myself a yeah. present. Guys, myself. it's Christmas. What more do you need? Now hear this. Now hear this. Free beer. I repeat, free beer. If you had that as a free ringtone, everyone on the bus would be flocking to your phone. Mm. Or very embarrassing if you're the barman. Or, oh. or woman, and, and, you've, and you've got the ringtone on a Friday Arlo and it's, and it's your at bike. the front bar of the cab, and your phone rings. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, uh. I want to move to my key learning over the break, if that's okay. Yeah, okay. Um, sure. It, it pertains to our friend, uh, the ultimate renaissance man of Darwin, uh, inventor of the donkey thrasher, fly fisher, V8 enthusiast, and wearer of impossibly large trousers, uh, Dave Krantz. Two other elements in there you missed. Mm. The nudie Smith Street Mall runner, oh, God, yeah, Dave the, Krantz. The, the Runzy and the Nunzy. The Runzy and the Nunzy, yeah. and the pioneer of the beard sculpting shaped like top end weather patterns. Yes. He started it with the cyclone. Yes. What a, a CV. I know. Mm. Right, hence the ultimate renaissance man. Mm. Now, we know the church is fantastically diverse and, and, and the talents hidden within it are, are quite marvellous. Mm. Um, but, but I learned something about Krantz over the break that sort of blew my mind. Um, it seems that Krantz is a catfluencer. A catfluencer? A catfluencer. He has a Twitter following 
all based on the regular posts he does about his cats. Of like, course he does. Like, well, it does. It makes sense on, it on a level. It just fits. It yeah. fits the resume, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it really yeah, does. There's nothing about that that surprises me. <laughs> I know. What, what might surprise you, though, is that the, the following that this thing actually has. 12 million views last what? year. No. What? Oh, really? I'm not kidding. Now, million. that does surprise me. Million. He's, million. He's got celebrity followers. He's, he's got reach way beyond the tinny's wildest dreams. So what are the shenanigans we're talking about that he's posting on Twitter? Like nothing. Like just normal cat stuff. Like cat, oh, Cats hitting a ball. Yeah, the cat's like just, just lying there being cute. Oh, the cat's eating its food. Oh. 12 million. 12 million. Probably more. I did actually catch up with him to discuss the hows and whys of this, this thing. But first, the whats. It's like an influencer, but with cats. I think in the last month, I've had something like 40 million reach for cat-related content on Twitter. Like, I had about 10 million video views last week, I think. I used to do a bit of cat work. Like, you know, it's, it's not something that's totally new to me. Um, but not, not to this level. Let me set the scene for you. It's Christmas Eve. I'm relaxing. I'm in my yard doing a bit of gardening when I hear a sound. It sounds like a kitten crying. I was stuck in the middle of a clump of palms in my yard. We had to chop a bit away to get at it and um, eventually got the little fella out. It was a tiny abandoned kitten. Weighed about 400 grams. So he was really tiny, you could hold him in one hand. Being the Christmas period, the RSPCA was closed, the pound was closed. Um, so I had no choice but to look after the kitten. When did the penny drop about the popularity of, of these uh, Twitter posts? When a video of me patting Finn while suggesting that he was too feral to be tamed received two million views. Essentially... The way I think about it, it's a hostile takeover of my Twitter account by a kitten. Finn has significantly more followers than I do. A couple of the Finn tweets have been liked by Mark Hamill. Um, and I checked, it was the actual Mark Hamill. What, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill? Luke Skywalker, as uh, to, to our younger listeners. Kathy Griffin, the uh, American comedian, also tweeted about Finn a couple of times. I think initially she tweeted, it's America's kitten now. And then later on, and she responded to another cute video of Finn, she responded by saying, I love this f***ing kitten. Strong words indeed, but words we can all live by. I'm just going to read a couple of, uh, of the comments from, from these posts. Um, here's one uh, from M. Lee. Dave, this account gives me much needed evidence of good in this world. We all love Finn. And this next one. I started chemo today and I needed this fin pick. Without realising it, you were helping lots of people with your posts. It's a daily dose of serotonin. Honestly, it's such a wholesome experience. No longer am I logging on, getting involved in internet drama. Now I'm just living in a world of happy kittens. Like, it's really restored my faith in the internet. A wholesome experience from a man who seems anything but. Let's get a second opinion on that. I'm not sure who from, but we could try. <laughs> I just want to put on the record that I am extremely wholesome. 
How does this contribute to what is already a fairly interesting pastiche in your life where, where there's fly fishing, there's, there's V8s, there's extraordinarily large pants? Oh, look, I think you'd find it hard to find someone who hasn't done a bit of catfluencing in their time. I think we're all, you know, done a bit of amateur catfluencing. It just accidentally became a bit more popular than I expected. Feel free to continue to flip me off when you drive past or when I drive past you. Uh, but you should definitely be starstruck by the cat. You're in the presence of the most popular internet cat in the Northern Territory. Now trapped as a cat influencer, uh, Finn's fans will possibly hurt me if I stop posting about him. So I'm just going to keep on going. I'm going to keep posting cats. I mean, this has really taken the tinny church by by complete surprise. What do you think the takeaways should be uh, for, you know, for the tinny tough and and highly philosophical question i know that some of you may not like cats but honestly cats are sweet i know that you uh, have a bit of experience running a small local podcast with a few listeners um maybe if you wanted to get a few more listeners you need to start thinking about your content mate that's all i'm saying we didn't make any donations we're actually constipated for the whole time we were there and it wasn't too long before we yeah we had three or four in the boat it's better if you're prepared for them put it that way and I start dry reaching and vomiting. It's all about nutrition and sustenance. And I'm like, mate, you got to do it. Beautiful. Tales from the Tim. Who would have thought, Beard, that for the first episode of the Tinny for 2023 we'd be standing outside and actually touching a tackle shop? Yeah, I mean, you're the one that's touching it. I'd say almost stroking it. We're back on deck, obviously, and... I don't know about you, but I feel quite out of it. I feel like someone asked me the other day what the tides were. I didn't even couldn't even tell them what the tides were. Like I am red hot, brand new for 2023. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. I don't even know what the weather's doing. <laughs> so what do you do when you want to get back in the game? Well, you find a guru. You talk to someone who actually knows what the hell is going on. Shane Compain. We're really hoping that's you. Hello, gents. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> you too, lads. <laughs> What, what is what is going on? No, we're going to talk about what's going on around the joint, but how have you been going? We assume that you have been catching big fish. It's been an awesome start to the year. We've had good rain, you know, good downpours, rivers are up, floodplains are up. Got a lot of happy customers and happy people catching a lot of big fish. Um, yeah, we had a pretty awesome start to the year itself. Personally, me and the missus done some sneaky little trips here and there, gathering 10 over a metre so far. And about eight or nine in the nineties, so she's been a good start. Can we just digest that for a minute, Andy? Did he say ten over a metre so far this year? Yeah, he did, and it was literally only yesterday afternoon at the trailer boat club that I was wiping the drool off my iPhone, having just watched your um, YouTube of the one one one. Is that recent? That was last year. <laughs> well, that makes me feel way better. <laughs> Maybe the drill was unnecessary. That's why there is a reason they make them waterproof these days. <laughs> Tell um, us about this year. Ten over a metre, man. That is that is craziness. Obviously, the combination between the new technology, being in the right place at the right time, and, yeah, being a bit, bit of luck on your side, and we've just been amongst that class of fish. And might I add that four of those 90s are 99s. One of them was a 99.82. Well, this is me. She's like, put it back in the water. And she's like, you got to... Get it back, I'm like, yeah, hang on, hang on, trying to slap its tail down to get that extra cup of milk. Give, give another five minutes, it'll hit the meter. <laughs> well, surely for point two of a centimetre, you could just put some, like, lipstick on it or something. Just thicken it up. Yeah. <laughs> bit of lip gloss, bit of lip balm. <laughs> wow, congratulations. I mean, because I remember coming out here a couple of years ago, you just 
clocked sort of 50 metres, and that was a significant achievement. Now that feels like, you know, you're just going to be surpassing that in no time. 94. So I got six more to hit me ton, so pretty close. These caught in a multitude of locations, or are we talking shady way? Yeah, mainly all shady. Um, we'll discuss it in the shop, obviously with the technology, with the active. Um, there's no... You know what's there, and you can see the class of fish and the quantities of fish, and shady camp by far. It always has been, though. When you look at all the systems over the years and where all the fish numbers seem to come from, Shady hands down has the highest concentration of fish and especially big fish. Like it's just, it's a phenomenal system since the closures of the netting and it's just bounced back and the numbers are just showing that. We heard this week from a punter who was out at Shady who was calling that the conga line out there is dead, um, <laughs> that, that it, it has been replaced by, I think the quote was hip hop dance battles out in the mouth as everyone uses live everyone sitting in the mouth just uh competing for fish that they're casting at it will change but the conga line won't go anywhere we back because early in the year casting in the back it seems to really produce more than the trollers but as these next few tides come along you watch the trollers bounce back pretty hard as a lot of these new to active target fishermen the hip-hop battlers they're going to find out fast that uh, it's not always the best way and going back to the old fast trolling does outfish it at times and they'll find out the hard way when they're sitting there casting a fish they aren't going to eat for numerous hours and someone comes past with a rod and a rod holder drinking a beer and their rod hooks up, they'll be like, hmm. <laughs> that looks all right. I mean, it is it is the nice option for the lazy fisher, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, do you modify the type of tackle you're using because you're using the active target now? Or is it just the stuff you'd throw at a snag anyway? With the active, the lure choice is down to a fine art now. It's completely changed where, like that one you're watching, that 111 down the daily, like that fish, I probably spent about half an hour on it trying different lures, presenting colours, you know, size, nothing. Then I was like, right, this lure's either going to absolutely scare this fish completely and I'm not going to get another crack at him. Because you always do that. The, the quiet approach to start with because you don't want to spook them um, and yeah second cast with the old rattling lure couple mm. jigs in front of his face and she rolled on it and took it straight away so definitely um, everything's changing uh, it's still a lure it's still imitating a bait fish or a prawn or a crab you know it's still there to, to trick the fish but the presentation and the look and characteristics of lures are going to keep improving and getting I believe more and more realistic Talking about casting it, say some of these fish out at Shady, how many, what's the max number of lure changes you've actually done to try to uh, get a conversion? Oh, probably not more than five or six because I've narrowed it down. But the problem is I've got this boat full of lures and I literally only, really only use like one tray now that of my favourite because just, it's just narrowing it more and more and more down like to what, what you can get the bite on. Um, and I should also say, with those other ones that you're not using, Shane, just feel free, mate, throw them this way. <laughs> they still I can't buy them, I can't buy them, but you can give them to me. You just keep rubbing that tackle shop, brother. <laughs> hey, um, I've had a heap of, I'm a little bit of a divergence here, I've had a heap of people ask me lately about the South Alligators, should, should we be going to the South, should we go, be going up the top with all this water around, is it too early, is it, is it too late, have we missed it? I'm speaking to people 
all this week have been going up the top there. It's still producing fish. Generally, that always that first push always seems to be the best for numbers. Um, now it starts to settle down a bit, but we've got these big spring tides, or well, the new moon. I think we've got some big eight-meter king tides down to 0.5, so that should help move some fish around. But it is only early days, boys. Well, we're in only January. Like the bait doesn't even really know what's going on yet. Like there's going to be a low spin and pass. So. Um, yeah, you got the top of the south. It's been, yeah, not a bad option. But, again, you got the boat ramp to worry about with launching and retrieving, which just just makes things really difficult unless it lines up perfectly for put in the morning and then back out in the afternoon. But where else have we got? We've got the Adelaide River, that cursed place that everyone drives over. Uh, it fished early. There was a lot of reports coming from there, but it's... You know, it's one of those one-hit wonder places, so it's gone back to being temperamental. Um, I did venture downstream three weeks ago. I can't name the creek, but it wasn't too bad. I got we got a 99.8 from there. Jeez, <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Where else? And they've got the daily. The daily has been up and down like a yo-yo, and everyone always asks, "Is it worth going down?" Um, through personal experiences, I found that you need the river to settle a little bit before. You know, when it's going up and down, everything's in shock. It just makes it a bit harder to, to pinpoint fish because, they, you know, one minute the river's at four metres, the next minute, two days later, it's at eight metres. So uh, with all that stuff going on, it, it does make it difficult to predict where the fish are going to be. Um, but it's been up and it's stayed up above that four metre mark for a bit now, which is, you know, a good start. But again, if you don't have the rain and continue, then, yeah. Some people travel down the river on, on, a, low t- on a half to low tide and, you know, what could be a beautiful looking Tannin Creek on the incoming would look like absolute horror, you know, dirty because of the flow and the current. And this time of year when you've got so much flow and the rivers are only fresh to being flushed, they are going to look quite dirty on an outgoing tide when as soon as it backs up it will clean up. But in saying that, one of the creeks downstream was pushing beautiful coloured water in early, early December last year. And I've never seen one of those... It's been a long time since I've seen one of those creeks push colour. Um, so that was a pretty cool start to see that happening. I mean, but I guess generally speaking, I think there's a lot of people that are, that are quite fearful that this wet season is going to be like some of, the, some of the more recent ones where it's, where it's loaded heavy at the, top, at the front and then like bugger all following up. <laughs> Just pray to the bar, pray to the rain gods, do the dance. <laughs> Talking generally about this year, man. I mean, we often ask people about what their New Year's resolutions are. What's uh, what's twenty twenty three for you in fishing? Uh, definitely to get my hundredth meter barra. That's you know that's another six to get it. So yeah, me too. It's a bit of a milestone. Like I caught my first metery when I was sixteen down the Daly River at Lizzie Creek at about seven thirty in the morning. After one of my mates missed it on a fizzer and then I cast behind him and then hooked it so I can still remember my first one. <laughs> what are you going to do when you catch your 100th? Probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Probably a little cry and just hug that fish and then lay there for a moment. Yeah, just soak it in. Take it all in. <laughs> we, we've been a wrap, man. Thanks, thanks heaps for taking the time to, to talk to the tinny at the start of, of what is hopefully uh, a very exciting year in fishing. Uh, and please let us know when you clock that 100 because, of course, it's going to happen. Cool. Thanks, lads. Shane Compain from Top End uh, Tackle World. How did you go with your little, uh, I'm not going to buy any commercial lures, no new lures for 2023? 
in at a tackle shop for the first time of the year? Oh, I went fine. I didn't buy anything. Um, but they did have this special of these little white grubby um, white grubby things. Mm. And they were very cheap because they'd bought a bulk quantity. But mm. I didn't buy any. Nope. That's the end? Beard might have bought a couple of packets. You didn't? I didn't buy anything. Okay. And I don't have any. So... I walked out. Let's just say I walked out empty-handed. I can say that hand on heart. Well done. Mm. Didn't even look at him twice. I said, you're a bloody idiot. She wanted no bar of me by then. She, she wasn't catching fish. I wasn't happy with it. And I was actually having a bit of a whinge. Tales from the Tinny. Chaps, obviously plenty to hoy about this week coming back for the new year. Including this from Waddy. From one of his, his punters, actually. Mm. I'm calling it, the bloke says. No more. No more conga line. That's shady. It's done. Done. Conga line is so 1998. <laughs> now it's hip-hop dance battles at the mouth of Sandpan. Sick. Wait till you head out fishing. The amount of people with active or lives on their boats is crazy. Yeah. Talking about uh, active imaging. I got my first witness of it out at Shady on the weekend. Runoff is going to be people flicking in the middle of the river mm. now no more trolling. Yeah, just going up and back over a few metres or round and round in circles and staring at their screens. This is the future. Yeah. It's sad to see the end of the conga line, though. They were good, boring days, weren't they? Just sitting there drinking beer and chatting to the boats next to you and around you. I think there's enough lazy fishos that the conga line will always, well, yeah, will always exist in some incarnation. Yeah. Active is almost the opposite to the conga line because the conga line is, is a brain-dead thing where you just follow the boat in front of you. That's why they call it active. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd call it passive. Well, you, how, how do you reckon the marketing would go? We've got passive <laughs> sit-down-on-your-ass-and-do-nothing scan. Yeah. I, was actually, <laughs> I was actually chatting to Waddy a couple of weeks back as well, chaps, of about all things AI. Oh. Have you heard what it's capable of now? Like Heaps of people are talking about it, and Waddy's well up it. Basically, it's good enough now that you can just give it parameters, right? And it pumps out a script or a speech for you. Mm. So you know how lazy we are. Yes. I'm yeah. wondering whether this could be a whole new frontier of, of really strategic and sensible outsourcing for the tinny in, in 2023. Wow. Yeah, I'm a fan. As long as, it, as long as it doesn't take out jobs. Want to learn more? Lean in. So what and his brother, Brigadier Dean Watt, has put it to the test. And here's just a first taste as an example. The parameter was, uh, write me a blog post about visiting Kakadu National Park for barramundi fishing. It just punches out in real time, hmm. line by line, Kakadu National Park, you know, well known for its rich cultural heritage, etc., 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 sitting atop a stunning escarpment lookout, you'll be able to take in the ruggedly stunning scenery that stretches as far as the eye can see, surrounded by just a few kilometres of dense vegetation. You can head out from camp, grab a fishing rod, set up and cast away, and your chances of reeling in a barramundi are very good. The sizes of the fish vary from around 20 centimetres to 90 centimetres. This is all live. Wow. And can get even bigger on occasion. With their thick heads and powerful bodies, barramundi make for a decent fight. So expect to be in it for a long drag as you wait... To gain the upper hand, <laughs> blah 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 blah, and it just keeps going on and on. It was he, pretty. He wrote one line and brilliant. it wrote him a, a script. It was good until it said, "You're know, in it for a long drag." Yeah, but the premise is sound, is it not? Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. You're seeing yeah. the potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A ABC would never know 
that AI has written our introduction or some random spiel about killing crows or perhaps even, Andy, that AI has written some wine bar musings on your behalf. And we could do that from the boat. AI could be working for us yeah. while we're fishing. But yeah, where's the hard in this, though? I mean, surely of course you, it's you, you, to you, ask you lose. You, there's so much that you lose. Uh, okay. Dean Watt even got it to write a funny story about a man who caught a massive barramundi on a lamb chop. Makes sense. It wasn't actually that funny, but AI did it. The man went to the butcher, he bought a lamb chop, and he caught a stonker on it. <laughs> and he took it home for a feast, according to AI. I wow. read. And, and here's another one that Dean tried. So why don't you try and see if this is sufficient for you. Dean wrote, write me a political speech about how sheep farmers in Australia should be paid in beer. And there is what it pumped out. <clears throat> I believe that it is time for us to take a stand and recognise the hard work for our sheep farmers by paying them in beer. Yep. Beer is a staple <laughs> of Australian culture and it is a symbol of our appreciation for the hard work of our farmers. By paying them in beer, we are showing our support and respect for their work. <laughs> Furthermore, by paying sheep farmers in beer, we are helping to support the local breweries and small businesses. Finally, I believe that by paying sheep farmers in beer, we can create a more cooperative and supportive environment for these farmers. The beer could be used to socialise and build relationships and create more connected and supportive community. Vote one AI. Vote one <laughs> AI, man. Yeah, it's just pretty good. So it can work for us. It certainly can. But w so what are we going to ask it? What like what what tasks shall we set? All right, let me let me try one. How about I say, is beard okay? <laughs> 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 yes, beards are completely acceptable. <laughs> It's, mate, it's not Siri, so we're not just asking it questions. So, feed yeah. it more data. Your acceptable beard. And, and set, it, set it a task, like maybe um, write a thank you note to our friend, Mike, about his wonderful, handsome beard. Got it. And here it comes. Dear Mike, thank you so much for your wonderful beard. It's, <laughs> It's really amazing, and it's definitely the best beard I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm really happy that you have it, and I'm, sh I'm sure that everyone else who sees it agrees with me. Thanks again for your beard. Wow. Uh, I've never felt so accepted. <laughs> Vote one. AI, all right, this, we're doing this. I'm really happy that you have it. All right, so we need to... Um, we need to settle on it. Like maybe we could get it to write some 2023 mission statements and goals for us so that we can, we can live the year by what AI determines. Okay. Yeah, I think I've got yeah. it. So how's this? Dave Krantz attracted 12 million Twitter followers Ooh. with his cat videos. Yeah, okay. Write us a short speech about the top three things we can do Good. on our fishing show to achieve the same massive social media following in the millions and worldwide popularity and fame. Nice. Okay. Let's pump that in next week and give it a run. Do we commit as a team to doing whatever the chatbot AI tells us to do in that speech? Oh, wow. 100% yes. You're in? Oh, I, I trust it now. Sold. After what it said about your beautiful beard, man, and the way it made you feel. That's yep. true. Um, yep. I'm happy to commit to doing whatever AI That's says. That's true. This is a powerful tool and we should embrace the tech while oh, it's here. I'm excited. All right. Nerve-wracking, but exciting. 
beer. And the tales from the Tinny Podcast. Almost the same thing. Except the podcast is free. And you can download it right now from abc.net.au slash tinny on the ABC Listen app or your preferred podcast provider. One third of the fish fed eight people. Any of that nice white flaky flesh will be good for this sort of one. Put in soy sauce. Season with salt and pepper. Like with steaming, it's like a bit more gentle and it's like really, really good. From twitching to the kitchen. Hello, boys and girls. Brixie here at your local Darwin Fish Show, Land Base. We're here to talk about good dish for fish and it's a pretty simple one for you guys to um, do at home or maybe when you catch a fresh fish go chuck it straight on this recipe is um, not really in particular fish any type of fish you can cook with this one it's a whole fry fish and I've got a special sauce for you guys it's composed of sriracha sauce oyster sauce water sugar dark soya sauce little bit of pepper so our ratio would be sriracha is one cup well it depends on how big your fish is if you want it to sauce it then you might as well go for two cups but our base is one cup of sriracha sauce that's a lot of sriracha sauce bro yes yeah it's, it's going to be um singaporean chili sauce type of thing but it won't be because there's sugar to break it down anyway so one cup of sriracha sauce one cup of oyster sauce two cups of water two cups of sugar Chuck them all in one bowl or a pot, bring them into the boil, thicken it with corn flour, and then you pour in a drizzle of um, dark soya sauce just to get that deep red, pleasant looking colour, and a bit of pepper. Fry your fish and lay your sauce over it. So then this is, you know, you can cook your whole fish uh, in the pan or on the barbie or whatever, yeah. and then the sauce just goes on top, eh? Yeah, it just goes on top, but the best way to... Um, use the sauce with this a fry fish everyone can do it you don't really need a fancy deep fryers for it you can kind of just shallow fry the fish the whole fish yeah, i mean use the same thing you can just pour the same thing on a fillet yeah you can just yeah you can too but i would rather go with the whole fish because um you know fillets sometimes they break down mm. you can actually really use them in any fish even barras you can even use them in barras but the only thing with barra when you fry them is that they tend to break down that's why I, I just tend to um, cook them not touching them, like you steam or butterfly them and deep fry them and then just pour the sauce on top. I'd say it's a lot of, if you listen listening to it, you're you, you looking at the ingredients, you'll be like, oh, that's a lot of sugar, but it, it will balance out. It's actually, it's actually going to balance out because the strong flavour from the sriracha sauce, it will be too spicy. And that saltiness from your oyster sauce there's nothing to cut it through, so you're going to need a lot of sugar. Then the water will, will do the rest. I can tell you're a chef, man, because you, you talk in terms of flavours balancing yeah. one another yeah. out and stuff. Well, I've, I've kind of learned my taste, but have, taste buds have adjusted because I've been in the kitchen for at least 10 years, so I don't really know about flavours and all this stuff before, but 10 years in the kitchen experience, you can't, your taste buds kind of adjust for you, you know? I got a mate. He he calls his his taste buds his taste buddies. Taste buddies. So, yeah, yeah. Like me and my taste buddies had a real good good time last night. I had um 
me myself, I had a weird way of doing things in the kitchen. If one of my mates, if one of my colleagues asked me to cook this and that, you know, I flick my, it's like a snake, I flick my tongue on the air. Yeah, I was, I'm thinking of what he's saying and I'm trying to taste it in the air. Wow. Yeah, no, no, what, he's just He's just describing it to you and you're just like, blah, 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 blah. No, not like that, but I'm like, you know, I can taste it, you know. You can taste the garlic, you can taste the salt. You're imagining how it tastes, and you sort of, but you're sticking your tongue out and trying to do it. Yeah, you're trying to, I'm trying to picture it, taste-wise. And not just that, I'm picturing how I played it too, just by, just by him saying it. How was that received, your tongue-flicking technique? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm not showing it to them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you I doing over there, Bricks? Just yeah. give me a moment. I'm just, just flicking the air. Just, <laughs> Like a snake. <laughs> no, yeah, I've got this weird thing, but what I like about it is that when I when I cook it and when I taste it, I get the right taste. I get the right flavour. I think it's a blessing, I suppose. I guess in cooking too, as with fishing, it's it's all about the fishos or the chef's brain yeah. and how the brain works, the fishing brain or the cooking brain. I've heard a couple of mates telling me that if you wanted to catch a fish, you have to think like a fish. No, and it works. Yeah, because sometimes when I'm fishing, I'm like, I've got nothing in my brain, but I'm being the lure. I am the lure. Yeah, I'm thinking like a fish. It's all my lure swimming. I'm like, you know. <laughs> you just had a little wiggle. Um, yeah, I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm trying to like escape, you know, I'm trying to escape because I know that there'll be big fish down there. Well, let's, let's talk about that because you've been trying to think like fish mm. lately with Limited success, <laughs> let's say. Tell me about your fishing so far in 2023. I'm really desperate. Oh, when, it, when it hits New Year, all of my mates sent me a photo. I've created a group chat called Fisherus Brass. And whoa, 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 fish what? Fisherus. Fisherus. Oh, fish are us, brass. Yeah, fish are us, brass. <laughs> so I've created that and um, it have grown. And when it hits New Year, all of them sent... There are the photos of barras on our group chat, and I'm like, damn, I'm the only one who haven't got barra. I haven't caught barra, so I was so desperate that I stayed at fishing. Oh, sorry, at the big wharf or Stoke Seal Wharf till four in the morning, just trying to catch my New Year's fish. I stayed till four in the morning. From when? Till four in the morning, from seven night time. Zip. Yeah. If you guys know coming the bloody. Lucky Box who caught the 10 grand. Yeah, I'm with him that night. And he's like, bro, you're going to have to catch it this morning already. I'm like, yeah. Then I landed my queenie. I'm happy, but, you know, I'm not satisfied. No, no, I can, I can see that. Look, I can, you're almost yeah. flicking your tongue in the air like yeah. a snake. Yeah. <laughs> I even brought my noodle roll in because I dropped two barrels down here where we are right now. Well, we're, yeah, we're down here at Diner Beach Ramp. And what, so you dropped a couple, eh? I dropped a couple. Heard it from a mate. Yeah, my brother went there and caught four. The next day I came here. Drop two. And these photos in, in what was it, Fisher Us Brass? Yeah, Fisher Us Brass. We're talking decent barra caught land based around the CBD. Yeah, decent barras, eh? Decent barras. And um, because there's two types of fishermen. This is what I've noticed. There's two types of fishermen. There's a kin fisherman and there's a smart fisherman. There's a kin fisherman who always loves to go fishing all the time, even though the tide is wrong, you know, the wind is wrong. This is smart fisherman who just goes there and sits. And so at 4am the other night on Stokes Hill Wharf, which one were you? Well, I'm the, I'm the smart fisherman. No, I'm the king, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'll be the keen one and I'll consider myself as keen one because I'm desperate, man. I'm, everyone's catching barra and I don't, so... <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, thanks for sharing another recipe. I can't wait to try that one. Right, how long are you going to flick down here for? When I say last cast, there'll be 50 more casts, so <laughs> let's say 100 casts. Nice to catch up again, Briggs. Yeah, nice catching up with you, man. <laughs> I have a mate. You know him too. His, his name's Don. He's one fish addict too. Uh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, he was there. Oh, uh, he brought his family there, not to try to catch fish, but, you know, just, just a Christmas outing. Oh, so I think we all know what Don was thinking. Yeah, well, then he landed 92 and he showed it to me. <laughs> Last time we talked to Don, he didn't tell his wife he was going fishing, he just said he was going out. He always, oh, sorry, Don, but you always sneak out, you always tell me that. I asked you to stay and he's like, nah, just snuck out, bruh, snuck out. <laughs> the chat group is called Fish Are Us, bruh. That's pretty good, isn't it? It's great. I instantly want to be part of that group just because of the name. There's got to be hundreds of those chat groups amongst mates going, oh, I've, I've probably got, I don't know, half a dozen. Mm. All of them have pretty sweet names. I mean, if, if you're in such a private chat group for shows and it's an amusing name, let us know. Give mm. us a hoy. Tales from the Tinny. Thanks to all those potty mullets who've been in contact with us over the break. And for today's show, thanks to Woody and Rousey and Bricks and Shane Compainen. Tim, it's rare that a bloke who's caught four ninety nines and ten meteries in the first twenty-seven days of the year would get trumped for the final word on a yeah, show they like, don't, like they, today's they, show. They really do deserve the final word. They yeah. they really do. Um, but there's actually bigger news for the first show back in twenty twenty-three. I'm going to keep posting cats. Cats are sweet. Maybe if you wanted to get a few more listeners, you need to start thinking about your content, mate. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's just phenomenal. But 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 we don't expect a great deal less from the man, do we? No. Then to suddenly just reveal, hey, by the way, i got a reach of uh, 44 million so far on my Twitter account. Yes. Do you reckon Courtesy that, of Finn. Do, do you think that'll make him harder for us to access in the future? Definitely, man. <laughs> de- de- definitely. Because we're competing with 44 million. It used to be so easy <laughs> in the old days. Have a top Australia Day, Fishos. Australia. Whatever, whatever you're doing and wherever you're wetting a line, we, na- we make no apologies um, for the presence of, of, of that discussion about cats in this episode. I don't think it's going to be the last time. That's my, that's my strong suspicion, especially now that we're trying to achieve the same heady heights but outsourcing it to artificial intelligence. They're part of the team now, Tim. Tails from the team, uh, Tim uh, Andy and, and, and AI. And Beard and AI. <laughs> We need a new level, do don't we? we level do. fourteen, the AI room. Oh, you just do. just punch it up to AI, and they'll do the work for us. Well, that can be the big dish on the roof. Call that AI. <laughs> it certainly is a new year and a new dawn, a very strange new dawn. Until next week, fishes. Get a purring mullet right on up here. Listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.